Hey, hey, welcome back to the Expert Edge. Uh, today, I'm interviewing one of our Self From Stage Academy and also she is an elite coaching student. Uh, her name is KT Mary. Uh, and we're gonna unpack the strategies that she used to generate more than $400,000 in one webinar. Uh, in fact, she used a bit of a challenge at the start and then she ran a webinar. But essentially, she used the Self From Stage formula that we are teaching right now for free as part of the training series. So if you're listening to this uh, the week of the release, make sure to register for our Sell From Webinar and Live Stages training series. In fact, I'm teaching right now, we're doing video two and video three as part of this training series this week. And so if you register right now, you're gonna get access to, to most of the videos straight away, which is really cool. And I actually go through in this training series, the strategies that Katie Mary used and many of our other students are using to double, triple, quadruple uh, their conversion rates, their revenue. And as you're gonna find out, KT, uh, she's one of our students. Uh, she also implements and follows the self from stage formula. And for her, the, her revenue went from, uh, you know, she was doing she was doing pretty well in her expert business. She'd been doing it for a number of years. Uh, in fact, she, I think I think she'd done about a hundred thousand uh, dollar launch before. But as soon as she started applying self from stage formula, she did a four hundred thousand dollar launch. Now you may not be at that level of doing a hundred thousand dollar launch already, but what this shows is that once you implement the principles the conversion rates just go through the roof and the results just go through the roof, right? So even if you're doing, maybe you've never done a webinar before and you can just use the strategies for the first time, it actually means you'll get clients rather than just, you know, nice comments. And maybe you've done some webinars or, you know, presentations before uh, or a challenge and you've made, I don't know, 3,000 or 5,000. It means that you have the potential to do 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. And we see that with our students all the time, right? So that's what this is about. So wherever you are in the journey, you know, don't you don't have to compare yourself to KT. Uh, but but wherever you are in that journey, think about it from like, how do I take, how do I extract these principles that you're going to learn from KT Mary right now and how she did a $400,000 launch? And how do you extract these principles and apply them to your business right now? so that you can grow and scale in terms of what you are doing. So if you're interested in the video series, like I said, it's free, just go to colinboyd.co forward slash workshop and you'll be able to register for free right there. And uh, I'm gonna be running that all week. All the replays will be in there for about seven days or so. Uh, so I'm really, really excited about that. So let's get into the interview with KT Mary and really unpacking how she ran a multi six figure webinar launch. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So Katie, Mary, welcome to the Expert Edge. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here, Colin. Hey, I've been excited to have you on the Expert Edge for some time because I've loved watching your journey and being a part of your journey. And I'm super grateful to have you in our programs and to have you and Chad a part of it. So uh, I'm just excited about this conversation. So what, first of all, I'd love to kick off with, could you just share with our audience 
you know, who you serve, who you help and what type of business you run? Yeah, well, first and foremost, I'm a photographer and I've been in the photography industry for nearly 20 years, which is just completely bonkers. Uh, and my niche within the photography industry is luxury destination weddings and editorials. And so I've been doing that for about the last 14 years together with my husband and business partner, Chad. In 2009, got this wild idea to go ahead and create an online course. And I had done speaking and things like that in the past and workshops and conventions, and but nothing too uh, formal on my own. And so I decided to, in typical Kate Mary fashion, go all in and build a signature course, six modules, 11 hours worth of content, direct to camera, the whole gamut. And uh, in January, 2020, we launched that and who we are serving is other wedding photographers who are really looking to reach that next level in their work really bridge that gap between mainstream and luxury. So getting from photographing that $5,000 photography budget wedding to that $10,000 photography budget wedding. Great. So first of all, before we get into your expert business, your photography is amazing. Like I follow you guys. If you don't follow KT on, on Instagram, you have to. That shot of the the woman on the edge of the yacht uh, <laughs> Is like honestly one of my favorite photos in the world. Like, uh, wh- where was that? It's ironically here in Miami. So I'm a Miami native and uh, a beautiful bay here called Biscayne Bay. And we just had one of those perfect days that only Mother Nature can deliver, and it all came together. Yeah, I mean, you, your eye for things is just incredible. And I think one of the things that stands out for me with you is you have a really high standard. Uh, for yourself. And I know that you, you know, you, you inferred to it before, you know, typical KT Mary fashion, I, I, I went all in. And do you feel like that going all in on your business ventures, uh, going all in on your launches, all that sort of stuff? I want to know what your belief is around you doing that and where that's come from. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And it is probably one of my biggest values and, and just something that I'm just allergic to not doing. And I don't know if it's because I'm a military brat. I'm a daughter of a Marine uh, who, you know, was a fighter pilot in the whole nine yards. I also worked on a cattle ranch for about seven years each summer from the age of about 14, slinging saddles and spending my days out moving cows and these types of things. And so kind of that commitment to seeing a job done well and uh, to really really persevere through the challenges that will come up once you have committed to something is something that I feel really strongly about. And I think that once I've decided that, I think it also comes down to this value of, of waste. And I really don't like waste. Uh, environmentalist conservation at heart and whether it's you know plastic water bottles on the side of the road or my time or my energy, I really don't like to waste things in general. So if I'm going to say, hey, this is where I'm going to spend my time, I really do want to be dedicated and committed to that and then really see it through. Mm, So good. Yeah, because I've just seen you do that in your expert business. And what I'm curious to know is I want to unpack, you've done a few promotions. Uh, Your biggest promotion was a $393,000 challenge with the webinar, which is really cool. Uh, But what I'd love to know is, and we're going to unpack that today and and take out some strategies for the listeners. But what I'd love to know is what really was that decision point of when when you realized that you wanted to start building an expert business? How did that transition work? Yeah. And and this is a kind of a funny story. Uh, as I mentioned, I had 
spoken on other people's stages. I had co-hosted other workshops, but I had always resisted really having my own venture when it came to education. I just, the way in our industry, they're run mostly exclusive high dollar retreats with a lot of fluff. It, it just never really sat totally right with me in terms of what an early stage entrepreneur should be investing in terms of their hard earned dollars. And they only have, you know, very limited amount of bandwidth to be able to spend those. There was just something about it that never really sat right with me as far as hosting my own. And so while I did education here or there, I also had a couple other online ventures in terms of selling my own fine art prints. So I was doing some online sales, but nothing like this, nothing like a digital product or um, also using my skills and, and my thoughts and translating those into a product. And I had started to dabble into this world of online education and, and all these great course creators and learning from a lot of these people. And uh, there was a mastermind that I was like really just dead set that I was going to needed to get into that. And one of the caveats was about $250,000 of online product sales. And it turns out those needed to be, you know, digital products, not, not photo prints or anything else. And so I had once again, just made up my mind. Okay, fine. Well, I guess next year I need to make $250,000 in digital product sales. So I said, I guess I better make a course. And, and that was kind of how it started. Oh, that's cool. And so I would love to know, cause I know you're a self from stage Academy student. You also do our elite program, which is our yeah. high level mentoring program uh, and coaching program prior to using self from stage methodologies. What were some of the mistakes or challenges that you were facing in your promotions when you were running your webinars or running your challenges? Yeah. And, and to kind of embark first, how I went into that, I like most people, well, not like most people, I personally had no idea what I was doing. I had a couple of courses that said, this is how you build the course. This is essentially how you sell it. And so it was kind of following the really just loose rubrics cube of this is what you're going to do. And aside from that, I really didn't know any context around how am I going to frame the webinar? How am I going to frame a challenge? And so I went in and just did it how I thought would be best and, and really just put my thoughts on the paper. Um, Colin so wonderfully came in and, and pretty much we scrapped all of that and, and started over. And really it transitioned from kind of my stories about me, which of course some of that weaves in later term, but it wasn't just my stories about me. And then here's this random exercise. We really started to break it down into this journey of this person, this photographer and where they are in that journey and seeing themselves in that journey. And I think that was the biggest difference is helping them to self-identify where they are in that journey and where they want to go in that journey. And then helping them to make those micro decisions along the way, which micro decisions were something that weren't even on my radar at the time. So that was um, a complete overhaul from what I was initially starting with and where I was focusing my energy. And it really kind of gave me the context and the structure to then be able to insert my stories and insert myself where before I was kind of doing it the other way around. So what I'm hearing, because there's a few things going on here, is that when you started, it was kind of just cookie cutter content and you were just following a bit of a process. And when you started using self from stage methodologies, you were referring to infusion cell, uh, which is what you were talking about with, you know, a specific framework that takes people on a journey using your signature story. Uh, you're referring to micro decisions, which is one of the infusion selling strategies. What difference did that make in terms of the results in your launches, webinars, et cetera, once you started implementing that? Yeah. Well, from 
essentially our, our first launch to the second launch, we improved by uh, over 50%, which was obviously wonderful. Um, not only that, but kind of coming out the gate with a brand new education in our industry with a brand new big program. I think we really were able to help people have wins and have tangible progress even if this program wasn't, they weren't ready for it right now. So in that five-day challenge, I know that we seeded for people who might be in our program a year from now or even our next launch that either way, we gave them tangible progress and they took away a lot from it, which I think is the goal that we all have, that we don't want people investing their, their time with us if they're not truly having that value and that, that transformation themselves. So even if they didn't have all the how-to, they certainly had a transformation within as far as how they viewed themselves and they understood more about their journey, which that was really fulfilling to me aside from the increase in sales. So I love this. So your, your philosophy was, you know, whether they join your course or not, they're going to see a mindset shift. They're going to see a transformation in what they do. And when they're ready for the how-to, for all the processes, then, you know, the program will be there. Is that kind of your philosophy when you're running these challenges? Absolutely. I think I always talk about within our team about planting seeds. And I think that's a really great way. I, as Colin knows, our last launch, we had some tech snafus and some things that didn't go as planned. And we, we still considered them a win internally. Um, because even if, like we said, people didn't join this time, I really do believe the values there. And it's not just us making that up in our minds. People are literally writing us and telling us this and we're serving them and doing all the things so we can actually, you know, really know what we're doing, but the impact that we're having, they are going to continue to follow us. And, and, and it might not be this offer, but now we're expanding to some, you know, more entry-level programs and things as well that will really, I think, help people along that customer journey. Yeah, I love that. So what have been some, some lessons in maybe the last couple of launches? You've done some multi-six-figure launches. You've done a six-figure launch. What have been some lessons that you could share with the audience, even from you know, different methodologies that you've used, especially from self-stage ones, but even just lessons in launching that you could share? Yeah, I think one of the ones that I never had before, and I kind of touched on this briefly, was allowing the customer or whoever your client is to give them some sort of context to self-identify. I'm reading a book right now all about Dharma and doshas and, you know, spiritual journey. And it's even in that book, it's talking, well, stage one is, you know, you're completely unaware and living on cloud nine, you know, stage two is you're interested in self-help. And I'm kind of, you know, really. You're, you're on level five, right? You're on I'm, level I, yeah, five. I'm, I'm on 10. Actually. <laughs> I'm 10. <laughs> That's so good. But once again, you know, as I'm reading this book, you're going, Oh yeah, I remember when I was there, I, now kind of identify between here and here and look where I'm going. And then you're, once again, you're giving them the direction, look where I'm going, where some people to begin with might not even know where am I going? You know, that's the biggest thing is, is what is the path forward? And so even just that, and, and we outlined that in our, in our challenge as the photographer's journey, all the way from hobbyist up to icon. And that's one of the most profound things that people say they really got out of it is being able to really go, gosh, this is where I am in the journey. And and no wonder I, you know, I'm having trouble getting from here to here because yeah, there's all these things you're mentioning that need to happen in between. And so that I think is really, really great, regardless of who you serve, everyone likes to identify where they are in that journey. And, and if they want to get further, what that looks like. So yeah. 
that was a huge part. I think that also I, I preach this to our students as far as following a formula, hence our program and our course, but you know, taking our own advice, follow a formula. So before I was just mostly winging it in terms of a webinar. I obviously had the context of, of what you need to have and, and the structure of that, but really having some of those, the actual slide decks, I'm a very visual person. So I ended up building them in a much different way. And I think kind of coming from that artist perspective, I, I think this must be easier for some people, but for me kind of laying out content is, can be a real challenge. So having that where I could just insert my notes into a slide deck and then get that over to my designer and kind of reverse engineer it that way just made a much stronger webinar. Um, the, my first webinar, I got through it. I really was excited to improve upon it. So that was was really, really nice to have something to truly follow that formula. Mm. So you're referring to the sharp sell formula, that, mm -hmm. like, that process of connecting with your audience and then moving them to that decision point of whether the program's right for them or not. How do you find using the methodologies that you've been learning in Self From Stage uh, formulas. How do you find using them? Like, do you feel uncomfortable using them? Did you find that they were pretty simple and clear once they were mapped out? Like what's been that journey for you? Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm kind of a committed all in person. So if you say, Hey, you need to do this, I will do it. And that is how I did my webinar. It was a bit more forced in terms of, okay, I'm going to do this. This is how it needs to be done. But I, I can definitely tell you it didn't feel that great or authentic. And actually having these touch points once I had the formula and really kind of going, okay, I'm going to now here just go, you know, between one and 10, how, you know, where do you see yourself in this customer journey or between one and 10, you know, where would you rate yourself in terms of having all these different areas of your business dialed in? And I think that to me, that actually felt more authentic. And I felt like there was more connection mainly because once again, it wasn't all about me. It was actually reaching out and, talking to the audience that I'm working to connect with and share with and making sure that we're resonating, that they're, they're picking up what I'm putting down. And so it really kind of really helped me in the sense that you're not just out there alone on an island spewing your ideas and hoping somebody is catching some of them. Mm. Yeah. I love that because I mean, one of my goals when I, when I created the Academy was to not just give people a process that everyone does the same process. Right. Now the overarching structure is the same, but one of my goals was to help people actually become good at creating their own ideas that are about their program, their audience, as opposed to just following step-by-step. Step. And that's what you were kind of referring to before. You were saying when you just followed a step-by-step -step kind of cookie cutter process, it felt uncomfortable or just inauthentic. Mm -hmm. And then when you went, you used the more infusion selling strategies, and they were yours, they became more authentic to you. Is that what you were referring to? Absolutely. And, and this is something that I teach to our photography students in our program that contrary to the artist's mind and to our creative beliefs, that when we have a solid structure, a solid foundation to work within, we're actually able to be more creative. So once I had more of a solid roadmap then like you said, I could actually put my spin on things more. I could spend more time elaborating on the things that are really important to me. And the same goes, you know, within photography and what I preach to our students that once you have a business foundation that is really solid, you can actually be more creative in your own work. And I think a lot of the times we think solid structures are going to limit us, but actually the opposite is true if it's really done right. Yeah, that's great. So 
what I'm hearing in terms of, you know, specific strategies that have really worked for you is, is uh, your signature story is building frameworks where people can identify with it is the micro decisions and all of these are infusion selling strategies that we teach. What else? Is there anything else that comes up for you of going, this really made a big difference for us in terms of communicating our message and resonating with the audience? Yeah. And I think that is really this future pacing and this idea of transformational identity. And this is something that Colin talks a lot about, but niching down like broad versus narrow niches and So my topic is quite broad. It is really bringing art and business together, up-leveling. It's it's about reaching your goals and building, ultimately building a business that not only looks great on the outside, has beautiful work, the curated Instagram feed, all the wonderful things, lovely clients, but also feels really lovely on the inside. And Mm -hmm. so that when you try to convey these things, you know, it can be a broader uh, message, something that is harder to really pin down but yet we're serving this very niche audience, but we're really honing in into this messaging and talking about, well, what is it really about a transformational identity? And so a lot of what I started to do was really that future pacing of, you know, imagine a year from now, you know, we did this both negative and positive, but imagine a year from now, everything exactly the same that, you know, you're still serving the same clients that you're still struggling with the same problems. And then, you know, on the flip side, sometimes really talking about imagine a year from now, you have made these changes that, those planners that you wish to work with or that the things that the struggles that you have internally in your finances because you don't have that consistent workflow or that profit margin that those things have actually shifted and I think that's really beneficial because I know at least for me and I can see because I am I was my ideal client in terms of kind of that struggling artist that's trying to figure out the business side and has the work dialed in but doesn't really want to focus on the numbers and things like that and so to be able to show people that these things really don't have to be so hard that we can have ease um, within the business side of our work and, and be able to enjoy our creative freedom. is something that was actually really fun to take people through. One thing I've noticed that you do, and you, you, you brought it out before was you, you really are obsessed about solving your client's problem as opposed to just building a course. Like as much as you produce beautiful aesthetic stuff at the core of it, you're driven to truly serve and solve a problem, which I love. And, and for me, I'm like, I always want to work with people who have that integrity of they truly want to solve someone's problem. Talk to me about your philosophy around even, yeah, like building your course process and how you think about the efficiency and effectiveness of your program to get a result. Yeah. And I think that always comes down to starting with the outcome in mind. And Ultimately, one of the main things that drives me and drives everything that I do is impact. And, and that's not only impact in, in the kind of direct with our clients and direct with our students and members, but impact in the world as far as conservation and, and making the world a better place than we found it. So one of the things that I always come back to is, is whether you're a photographer or you're a anybody in the world, you know, you can't be focused on are you sourcing things sustainably? Are you recycling? Are you doing all these things if you are worried about putting food on the table, if you're struggling for shelter, if you're struggling to pay the bills? So I think that one of the chief things that we can do to have a broader impact is to help people fundamentally thrive. And if we can help people to fundamentally thrive, then coupled with good influence around showing them how they can have more impact, that's when we start to see a real ripple effect. So 
kind of working backwards with that outcome in mind, going to the beginning and first inviting people to dream. So I, I really like to start from the beginning and work all the way through, but I think vision is so important and so much of, of what our society has done is kind of conditioned us to, to kind of dream within the context that's, that's re realistic, quote unquote, or that makes sense given, you know, what an adult would do and things like that. So really opening up that door for people to start to think bigger and not only with themselves, but the impact that they have, and then, then actually give them the steps in the right order, which is one of the most important parts, as you know, yeah. in the right order uh, to be able to see that through. And that's where I think a, a signature program or something is more robust is really great because while it might be great to have these little bits and pieces, you know, oh, I can build the best Instagram following. If I don't have that vision and those other fundamental pieces lined up, then, you know, I'm building it in the wrong direction. So what's the point? Mm. And I loved that. It sounds like vision is important to you. And because I know you're very visually orientated. One thing that I noticed you did really well with your challenge was because one of the infusion selling strategies is, is around future pacing, which you, you touched on. Uh, but I feel like you took that to like just another level, you know, like you put your own spin on it and so forth, especially in your photography industry. Uh, talk to me about how you obsessed around vision and future pacing in your challenge that made a difference. Yeah. And this was where it was really fun to kind of, once again, take this model and then get creative with it and start mm. to embellish and, and make it even um, kind of more authentic to our clients and, and our audience. And so I think giving people that vision and allowing that to build them for themselves, because that's the other thing that's really important to me is for, for people not to try to just replicate uh, my version of success, but rather create their own with these tools and everybody's is going to look different. So even just in the challenge of, I know my audience well, and everyone's audience is going to be different. So once again, know your audience, but I know my audience is, is like me. They're very visual people. And any time that you can give them the opportunity to create something, it's going to be not only fun, but it's going to inspire them. And as we know, action creates clarity. So as you do that, you're going to have more clarity on what you're doing. So through some of the challenge, just creating some of these vision boards and having some exercises were something that we added in there after they had kind of identified where they are on this journey, adding in that visual aspect that they could actually save as the screensaver to their iPhone or to their desktop and continue to look at long after the challenge was a really fun way, not only to give them something tangible to actually carry on with, but also to just throw the engagement through the roof within the Facebook group. And it really just took it to the next level, which was super fun. Yeah. I love, uh, yeah, I love the way you took that idea and just made it your own. So, so good. So good. Now in terms of, you know, if someone has, maybe they've built a digital course like yourself and, and I know that you went all out, like you literally built your course, which is what I, I did at the start. And I kind of had to learn the hard way because yeah. you, you launched yours a lot more successfully than I launched mine, my first one, about five, about six years ago or so when I did my first one. Um, but I kind of learned the hard way of, I spent all the money creating the course and I was like, hang on, no, no, no one's joining this course, right? Bad idea. <laughs> yeah, bad idea. That whole adage of, if you build it, they will come. It's just not yeah. true. It's <laughs> yeah. not true. So um, talk to me about, your journey of learning to feel comfortable selling? How has that journey evolved? It's still evolving. Let's start there. 
that's why I'm in your elite program. Um, because <laughs> I need monthly, uh, help, if not more. Talks. <laughs> um, and, and because it's changing all the time too. Yeah. Right. I think that that's the beauty of it and also the challenge of it. But I, I think that for me, it always comes back to the, the values and the purpose of why the heck I'm doing this in the first place. And it comes back to that impact. So for example, we donate 10% of all of our education revenue off the top. So I, we're having everything, every profit, every sale is directly correlated to impact. So for me, that's a really good motivation to get uncomfortable and to get over myself. Mm. And as you say, start making it about other people and mm. stop being in my own head. And so I love a challenge like that. And I think that you do a really great job of explaining that in your own Ascension model of when you're actually serving a bigger purpose, it's not about you. And so I think just the same way that I'm hoping my students feel that I am able to see that and it gives me something to continue to work towards. And then at the end of the day, it is just straight up practice. And so I now take almost every opportunity I can to teach a free webinar to some, you know, wedding professionals online thing or to do whatnot, just because I know in the back of my mind that this is a skill that I need to continue to cultivate, that I need to continue to improve. And ultimately, you know, Serena Williams doesn't pick up her tennis racket just when there's a championship, she's doing it every single day in between. And while I'm not giving a webinar every day, I'm trying my best to speak as much as I can. Hence, mm. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. And yeah, you're on that journey of, of mastery towards yeah. it. And that's, I mean, that's just so cool. And there's so many more levels. There's so yeah. many more levels. And I know that there's more levels in you, more levels in your business uh, and, and what that looks like. So, you know, self from Stage Academy uh, is going to be open pretty soon. Uh, it could even be open right now, depending on when we drop this podcast. Uh, basically, it's open from the 3rd till the 6th of May. If someone's thinking about joining or they're thinking about joining the Academy or even the elite program, what would you say to them if they're hesitant and they're going, you know what, I don't know if, I don't know if I, you know, maybe they've failed before, maybe they've done a webinar before they've tried it and it hasn't worked or they're on that edge of going, should, can I really like, is this worth the money? It, like, is this actually worth backing myself with this investment? Like what are some encouragements you would say to people and helping them make that decision of whether it's a right fit or not? Absolutely. Well, as someone who is an artist first and foremost, and as a photographer, we so famously like to say, Oh, you know, here's my pictures, pictures worth a thousand words. Just here's my photo and I'll just leave you now. And, uh, so that was my original form of communication to finally realizing that, gosh, if I get invited to speak on these stages, I better be able to get out a few words. So I joined things like Toastmasters and things like that um, to someone that finally had the epiphany that regardless of whether you are actually going to speak on big stages or you're just going to have one-on-one -on -one communication or speak to a small group, that mastering communication is kind of essential. I, I really struggle to find industries where you don't need to master communication and to be able to take your ideas and convey them to other people in a powerful way. And so I had that epiphany and I, I very much realized that uh, it wasn't up to par and through the luck of the universe found your program. And I think that uh, it's been something that if you are really realizing that you need to improve your communication, that you're not a master of that yet, then not only can you master your communication, but also have the frameworks to take that to the next level and find a way to you know, transform that into actual money 
profit and impact, which is ultimately, I think, you know, who doesn't want to do that? And mm -hmm. I know that there's an amazing community. And, and I think uh, one of my favorite things about you is that you really do over deliver and care about your students on an individual level, which I feel the same way uh, about my students. And, and that to me is something that I've really appreciated about the program that I've been able to get insights or, or help when I'm having those dire moments and things like that, which has been really, really great. Yeah, so good. So, you, so you're in the program and you feel like I notice you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So and I good. think that's so important because not all programs are like that. We all know that very well. I'm sure everyone listening has taken a few where they were just, uh, you know, felt like another number. Um, but I, I know this is personal for you. And I think that for anybody that is really looking at this next year and once again, not wanting to be at the same skill level as they were where they are right now next year in terms of this. And, and I think this is a golden opportunity. And the other thing I would say is historically, I waited for that request to go speak on a stage. I waited for that request to go and host something. And then I go, oh, shucks, I really need to get my ducks in a row here. And I, you know, that is not the ideal way to do things. Obviously, if we can start cultivating these skills and this confidence before, then you're going to cultivate those opportunities and be able to actually serve them with to your highest potential. And it's cool watching you now have the confidence to just create your own stages, well, which is yeah. your own webinars, your own events, your own. I mean, I know you're on Clubhouse a lot, like all of these skills can be used to those platforms as well. But I mean, that's for me, the goal is move to the place of let's not wait. Let's just create our own stages and build our own, you know, revenue streams and impact streams. So I've just been cool watching you do that. Thank you. And that's, that's another thing is I, I think as someone who definitely identified as not a speaker, if, if you hear all this, which I guess you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you're that person, <laughs> but if you are, um, hmm. if you have that resistance to go like, oh, I'll do this, but not that, or I'll do this, but not that, that's just your resistance and uncomfortability telling you to go do that. And so I kind of look at those types of things as roadmaps to kind of follow and to actually go, okay, I'm going to master these skills even more so. Mm. So good. Well, Katie, Mary, let's say it is the end of your life right now and people are reflecting on you and there's your clients, there's your friends, people are talking about the impact you've made. What, what is your hope that they would say about you? Oh goodness. Um, well, that's a super like question to end with, but <laughs> I guess I should have remember that you asked this question I forgot <laughs> no um in all seriousness I I think it's to really help people realize the amount of power that they have to change things around them and in their world that everyone is so much more powerful than they think to I know we've got all these big issues in our world right now um you know as we're recording this thing there's big things going on. And, and I think so many people feel helpless a lot. And if in some small way, I can help them to feel more empowered, harnessing the own power they already had to go after and make not only their world a little bit better, but maybe just within their circle or within their community or, or even broader than that is ultimately what I hope to be able to do. Well, you definitely are a living example of that. You know, you're someone who who in, you know, in the face of fear or challenge or difficulty, you, you always pull yourself up and, and head on in. 
Uh, and so you live like that, you and Chad. And so uh, it's a, you know, it's a pleasure. It's an honor having you in our programs. And uh, I'm looking forward to more and more levels as your business grows. So thanks for being a part of the Expert Edge. Thank you so much. And I hope to see all the new students soon. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.